The Injured Senior Podcast is here to help. Like it or not, the senior and elderly population is vulnerable to negligence committed by medical professionals, nursing homes, assisted living facilities, pharmaceutical and medical device companies, insurance companies, and everyday individuals and businesses. Your host, Steve Heisler, creator of the National Injured Senior Law Center, has been advocating for seniors' rights for over 30 years and is bringing you answers to your questions. This is the Injured Senior Podcast. Hello, Injured Senior Nation. This is Steve Heisler, founder and CEO of the National Injured Senior Law Center, and you are listening to the latest episode of the Injured Senior Podcast. The Injured Senior Podcast, for our new listeners, is a podcast dedicated to discussing medical and legal issues of vital importance to the injured senior nation, their families, loved ones, and caregivers. We are sponsored by the National Injured Senior Law Center, the legal advocates for seniors and the elderly who are injured due to the negligence of others. If you believe that you or a loved one who is a senior has been harmed by medical negligence, a nursing home, or any other type of personal injury, go to www.InjuredSeniorHotline.com or call 877-228-4878 to get help. So, Injured Senior Nation, my ex-wife had breast implants done in the late 1990s. Now, she was a very healthy person. She didn't smoke, she didn't drink, she didn't eat bad foods. Uh, she 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 was healthy. Now, not too far after, she started developing medical issues, including abnormal blood platelets. Now, she was told that she had an autoimmune disorder. She battled health issues until 2017, when she was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. She died a year later. Now, we couldn't prove it, but we always suspected that the breast implants played a factor in her ultimate uh, deterioration of her health and of her death. Now, we have with us today, Injured Senior Nation, Maria Gamitro, who is the president and co-founder of the Breast Implant Safety Alliance. She holds a master's degree in instructional education technology from the University of Central Florida and is the director of community outreach and patient advocacy for Track My Solutions, a medical device tracking patient alerting company. Maria experienced illness from newly FDA approved breast implants and regained health upon removal of the implants. After healing, Maria decided to take action by supporting other women suffering from breast implant illness and BIA-ALCL, and that is anaplastic large cell lymphoma, through various support groups. She testified in front of the FDA at the most recent hearing on the safety of breast implants in March of 2019. She lives in Charleston, South Carolina with her husband and two daughters. She hopes to raise public awareness because individuals do need accurate information to make informed decisions. Hello, Maria, how are you today? 
Hi there. I am well. Thank you. That's great. How how are things in uh, Charleston? Getting warmer. Getting warmer. Yeah, it's uh, we're we're recording this podcast uh, in uh, late late April, and uh, yeah, it's starting to heat up here in Baltimore as well. So uh, I think it's we're we're in for a uh, a lot of uh, hot weather in the summer mm-hmm. months. Would you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. So when did you have the breast implants? Uh, put in? So back in 2014, um, I was looking to have breast implants placed. I had um, some asymmetry going on and um, the recommendation was breast implants. My husband and I started, you know, doing our research or or so we thought, selected a, you know, an an excellent plastic surgeon here in Charleston. I actually had several friends use the, the same plastic surgeon and I was selecting very similar um, implants to what they already had. And so it was June of 2014 when I actually had them them placed. And in, in doing the research um, and discussing this with the, the surgeon, he had specifically said, remember all those um, implant issues from the 90s? Well, they fixed all that. And these are the latest and greatest new FDA approved implants. So hearing that, um, I felt pretty confident in the selection we were making. Got it. So you had them done in 2014. Um, do you remember when you began to experience uh, health problems? It was, um, it was about age 39 when I had them placed. Um, within a few months, I started noticing fatigue had set in. Um, and I was having just kind of bizarre symptoms that related to some sort of inflammation, some constipation and um, urinary inflammation. Um at the time, I didn't think that any of it had to do with my breast implants because I wasn't experiencing any pain in that area. I had assumed if there was a problem with my implants, I would, you know, experience some sort of pain. As the months um, grew on, or continued on, I would have additional symptoms, you know, some insomnia, um, some increased anxiety, um, some weight gain. Um, and, and this just continued and I would go to the doctor and they would run tests and basically tell me that things are coming back within normal limits. So we couldn't really figure out what was wrong. Um, prior to having breast implants placed into my body, I did not have any other surgeries. I, you know, was very healthy and active, um, you know, occasional social drinker, uh, was a non-smoker. Um, but after having the implants placed in my body, I wasn't recognizing, you know, how much more often I was going to the doctor. I noticed that I would have cuts that would not um, heal very quickly. And it got to the point, I actually had to stop working because I had so many doctor's appointments and they were recommending some medication for energy. And we just got to the point, my husband and I decided, okay, I was a teacher, let's, um, let's take a break from working and figure out what's going on with your health because all these different specialists weren't able to figure out what was going on. So joint pain um, started. I was seeing a rheumatologist, um, you know, increased headaches. I was seeing a neurologist, uh, just a a lot going on. Did any of the um, medical professionals, did any of the doctors, you know, that suspect the, the breast implants no, not a one. And, and in fact, I always would bring this up. Anytime I saw a new doctor, I would put down that, you know, they when you're filling out paperwork, what surgeries have you had? I, I've had one natural childbirth and I had breast implants placed in my body. Not one ever recommended 
that they, they could be related to my implants until I think until I started to be diagnosed with a positive ANA with the rheumatologist, I, I was kind of going down this path of autoimmune issues and started kind of following different support groups for autoimmune. And at some point, Facebook suggested a page about breast implant illness. And as soon as I read about what it is, it just all clicked for me. Wow, this didn't start until I had these implants placed into my body. This, the, everything that all these other women were experiencing was exactly what I was experiencing. And when I went yeah. to uh, my general practitioner, I, I said, hey, I, I think this could be an issue. And the nurse said, don't, don't believe everything you read on the internet. And I thought, okay, this isn't the internet of the 90s. This is, I mean, I have a degree in educational technology. I can tell what's, a, you know, appropriate information. Um, I thought that was very bizarre. But, you know, as I went and saw more of a functional medicine type doctor, they said, absolutely, you, you could not be reacting well with having these in your body. So when did you finally decide that uh, it was going to be appropriate to uh, to take the implants out? I think after I had tried several protocols from several doctors and I was still very ill is when my husband and I decided that we have tried you know, everything else. I should have looked like a supermodel at how well I was eating, but I looked awful. My, my um, eyes were kind of you know, bloodshot and glazed and... Um, it was like waking up every day with a hangover, but eating really well. Right. <laughs> so right. um, we just took the chance and um, I set up an appointment um, out of state to have my implants properly removed. And um, once they were removed, I felt really great. And it was kind of bizarre to have just had a surgery where you think you wouldn't feel well, but I you know, I mean, yes, I was dealing with, you know, um, the incisions and whatnot. But overall, I just felt different. And um, my husband and I looked at each other and, and thought this, this something going on here. This is this is an injustice. Sorry. You're saying that it was like almost instant that you felt like, oh, my God, uh, uh, I just came out of surgery. The implants were just taken out moments ago and already I'm feeling better. Yes, it was some of the joint pain which was bizarre to me because, you know, the bottom of my feet were hurting and, you know, after I had my implants removed, why is it the bottom of my feet didn't hurt so much anymore? Um some of it was was instantaneous and some it, it's, you know, taken quite a while. I had a lot of hair loss while I had the implants and it, you know, it kind of documented how much I was losing and, you know, as the times passed on, on I don't lose the hair. I don't have the, you know, the skin rashes and, and whatnot. I, right. I did want to mention that before I took the implants out, I did see my original plastic surgeon discuss this with him. And he basically threw his hands up at us and says, the FDA says there's no connection to the implants and these issues. But as my husband and I were diving deeper into the research, we realized that I was experiencing all the same issues that the window, uh, women of the 90s had experienced. So is your personal experience, uh, is that what drove you to uh, co-found the uh, Breast Implant Safety Alliance? Yes. I, as I continue to work with more women and everyone you know, having similar experiences, I just thought I've got to get involved. And beyond just um, in a support group, I felt like we needed to make real change with regulation and legislation and uh, bring about more awareness. So we did that by um, founding Breast Implant Safety Alliance. 
Okay. And I guess the, the, uh, the, the Breast Implant Safety Alliance is an advocacy group, an awareness group? Yes, we are um, women, so, you know, we're women owned and uh, we work with patients and physicians um, to increase awareness and to create change um, in regards to breast implants as well as um, bring about other issues with medical devices. That's great. That really is great. Thank you so much for spreading the awareness of breast implant illness. How can our Injured Senior Nation listeners get in touch with you if they wanted to talk to you about uh, the breast implant situation or maybe their own personal situation with implants? Yes, um, we have a website, uh, breastimplantsafetyalliance.org. You can send an email through our website or or one directly to myself, maria.gamitro, G-M-I-T-R-O, at breastimplantsafetyalliance.org. You can also uh, reach me at the company I'm working with um, at maria.gamitro at trackmysolutions.us. We also uh, sometimes we refer to ourselves as Visa Nonprofit, um, and we do have a Facebook page. Um, We're also on Instagram and and LinkedIn. Um, So lots of ways to uh, follow us and get in touch. That is awesome. That's awesome. Thanks again, Maria. We are going to talk to you soon. Thank you. And uh, thank you for helping us spread this awareness. Anytime. Injured Senior Nation, thanks for listening to today's episode. I want to again thank Maria Gamitro for appearing on the show today. She was fantastic. If you love the Injured Senior Podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes. Uh or any of your favorite uh, podcast platforms. If you want to share your particular story about breast implant illness or any other type of uh, medical issue, uh, feel free to email me at steve at injuredseniorhotline.com. I'll be sure to respond and see if uh, it's a good fit to have you on the show. Until next time, my good friends, looking forward to next week's show. Stay well, stay safe, and I will talk to you soon. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Injured Senior Podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, please rate, subscribe, review, and share on Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. Connect with us at InjuredSeniorPodcast.com and sign up for our newsletter. To find out more or to get help at any time, visit InjuredSeniorPodcast.com or call 855-622-6530. That's 855-622-6530.